Welcome to DT Madness, Chronicles from the Third Life, Episode 28, October 8th, 2022. So glad you could make it. Well, I am coming to you from on location today in the car studio. I am sitting in my Camry, um, looking at this big pile of wood that we're going to burn later. The reason why I am not back in the nook is, I guess there is a stereotype about your college freshman coming home with a big bag full of laundry, and uh, you know, for the most t- most part, he says laundry days are on Tuesdays, but you know, this time it didn't work, so he wore his remaining clean outfit home uh, and brought his big old bag full of laundry. So the The washer and the dryer and all the different sounds are going on back in the Studio A in the nook there. Uh, And so here we are in the car. It made us, I'm assuming us, but it definitely made me pretty glad that the boy would bring his laundry home. Um, Nothing to complain about for sure. Normally on, on a... on podcast days and really every Saturday, I'll go down to the river and sit on the rock for a little bit. There was a couple things going on. There's a there's a trail race down there this morning, but honestly, I went to the river and um, I, I messed up because I, I took my earbuds with me and I don't typically listen to anything but the sounds of the river down there, but I, I Sam had a, a performance last night up in Boone. Uh, with his acapella group called Voicemail, M-A-L-E, get it? And uh, he sang an Ed Sheeran song called Save Myself. The whole thing was about um, men's mental health and, and or men's mental health awareness. And so he, he sang the song, and, and I, I didn't get to see the video. Sarah went up, and actually my my mother-in-law took the video on her new iPhone 14, and it is solid for sure. Um, but I listened to the song when I got to the river. And then when I got to my spot, even though I was trying to relax and trying to let go and meditate and do all those things that I typically do down there, the only thing that I could do, the only thing I could really think about was getting back to where there was some type of internet service so that I could post this video of him singing, which leads to a really good question. You know, what what madness is that? What what desires do I have where or needs, you know, that uh, where I have to post these things? And I'm a poster. You know, I do like to post the things on Facebook and that's a different audience and, and, and some things on the Instagram stories, DT underscore madness. Um, I, I know that there's definitely some issues there. I like to think I just want you to share in all the goodness. Um, I hope at least that's the majority of my reasoning for that. Um, Wendell Berry, I, I got a new, his new collection, I guess, of essays, which is 
maybe his updated version of the hidden wound, not updated, but his, his new reflections on race and patriotism and how it affects all different communities and all that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm not even, even halfway through the introduction, so I can't really speak on the book much, but right away he is making an argument, even in in the introduction that part of what our problem is, or part of what some of our problems come from is our desire to get away from home to escape. And he says, you know, whether that's going out to a job, whether that is, um, getting immersed in the TV or of course now with uh, the computer, as he says, but you know, this little rectangle that I can get lost in for hours and hours. Um, and so maybe that applies to the madness as well. I, I think that Wendell Berry is a prophet and I look forward to sharing thoughts on this book as we go. Uh, but, you know, I ended up coming back home and sitting right by the foundation tower of stone. And uh, a couple months ago, I had moved our wind chime, uh, which I got from the, uh, oh, what is that place down in Monk's Corner? There's a there's a, a Catholic abbey down there uh, where you go and monastery, that's what it is. And so it's just completely silent, but but I, I got a, a, it's got depth to it and richness. So it's it's a little lower pitched, I guess, but it's hanging in the dogwood tree now in the backyard by the foundation tower of stone. And now that some of the leaves are beginning to fall and there's a nice crisp breeze this morning, the, the wind chimes are going, I can hear the, the wind through the leaves, the birds are chirping, you know, all that kind of stuff. The sun shining on the mums that we have now in the center of the foundation tower. So it was a good morning to reflect, even though I didn't make it down to the river. And this episode is really just a, a, a version three of Google Potpourri, really just a, a psychoanalysis of my own self, <laughs> um, the, it, which is what every week is about, except for, you know, when we've got tennis all week and I've been announcing football and town council, you know, when the things are busy and now the boy's home and we're going to have a fire with a lot of the college boys that are home um, for fall break. This is just an easier way uh, to structure the podcast, a little less effort in terms of preparation. So, and, and there's no halftime today. Oh, but okay. Just in case you are a big fan of the halftime music, I wanted to go ahead and give it to you, but there is a grand finale. I do want to, I, I can't, I don't think I can build this up quite enough. So there is a grand finale. I hope you'll stick around. Uh, this will be on the shorter sides, I believe, of the podcast. But anyway, some of the things that I was searching, one of them was real men don't cry. And I was looking for where that phrase came from because uh, Sam's acapella group is ASU Voicemail. And uh, they're one of several uh, up in Boone and one of a, you know several that were a part of this particular benefit that was held last evening uh, in at App State. And it was a benefit to, again, raise awareness for men's mental health. And the title that they had was Real Men Cry. And so I was trying to find out where this notion of big boys don't cry. I mean, I know that's been a part of culture, maybe not as much as it once was, as we hopefully begin to release the stigma of mental health in general, but but. I don't mean to say especially men's mental health, but there is this idea that 
boys are supposed to be tougher and men and all this kind of stuff. And I have to admit that I don't know that I've had like a big sobbing cry in quite a while, but I'm on the verge of tears quite often for things that are just beautiful. You know, when, uh, what is it that, uh, Sam has his heart smote, smitten, nope, whatever. He's smote by the beauty. Uh, maybe that's Frodo. Anyway, babbling. But I was I was checking out where that phrase comes from and something interesting for us to think about. Um, another thing that I had looked up was the Fish Jones Beach poster. And I, I found one on eBay for a fairly decent price. I, I, I went back and forth a couple of times. And I sit and I wonder, like, why do I want a poster? It is a, 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 the concert that Sam and I went to in New York um, that you can hear a little bit about on Sam, DT, and Fluff went to New York, whatever episode that is on the Madness podcast. But uh, it's a pretty cool print. It's got, like, the uh, uh, the Kraken-type, you know, monster under the sea with the lighthouse that was at Jones Beach. Um, but it's also, of course, got that sentiment that goes along with it because that is the concert that that we went to. Um, but it, it's a poster, and I do go back and forth about why I want to buy certain things. You know, I, I what are my priorities and things of of purchasing, and um, I don't know. But uh, Ruby Waves came on, and uh, while I was thinking about buying it and then of course I did which you all knew I was going to the next thing is best quality khakis I have been oh man I've been living on the edge of the town manager in Boiling Springs his name's Justin Longino just a phenomenal um professional uh excellent and professional quality work but with a great personality as well and a and an just an amazing sense of style uh, I wish you could see this guy uh, at first glance, you kind of, you, you might even think maybe mm, nah, but he pulls it off, and he's a J Crew guy, and he got me into it, and now I get all these emails from J Crew Factory, and I mean it's always fifty percent off of this, and I know how they get you, but they they got me, and I've been living on the edge, like I've had a couple of items in my J Crew e basket off and on now for the past week or so and never have actually pulled the, uh, you know, click the button to complete the purchase. I don't remember if I mentioned this or not, but I do have a pair of, of khakis. They're the straight fit flex, maybe, um, khaki pants from J crew. And I do like them and I was going to go down and buy some, uh, an extra pair. Um, but a little bit of a different pair. Uh, as I am slowly updating my wardrobe after maybe 20 years. But um, I ended up buying the same exact pair when I went down to J. Crew. When I got back and realized that I, I returned them. The other day I was on the J. Crew website and I had the same exact pair in my e-basket once again. Almost ready to purchase them. Luckily I had to come home uh, to pick something up. And I checked, double checked, yeah, same exact pair of pants so I don't need the same exact pair but I am I am a J Crew guy now and I'm not sure if I'm a sweater guy like fully in the crew neck v-neck mm, not sure you guys can let me know about that the next thing is is population of the U.S. in 1915 
And I was curious because we're we're studying the, the role of African-Americans in World War One in African-American history. But we were just looking at World War One in general because there are eerie parallels between that time period and the time period that we are in at this moment. And, you know, they had the, the flu pandemic. Was that the Spanish flu? I think. But either way, that was the flu pandemic that was going on. Plus, they had the war. They had this increase in nationalism and increase in militarism and all these different alliances that were formed up. But but anyway, I was just curious because it was in the First World War and then, of course, the second where the, the U.S. population just mobilized and it began to turn all factory production into war production and people went without like there's this sense of sacrifice and all that kind of stuff. But I was just curious, like how many people were involved in all that? And it was about a third of what we have now. It's somewhere around a hundred million, whereas we are somewhere around 300 million today. And so it did make me wonder what type of production, if we were to turn our 300 million towards, wow. Yeah. I don't know. I hope that is not something that we come to. The next thing is the, is that water tastes earthy. Oh man. Like the people, we get our water from another city. We get our water from Shelby in Boiling Springs and it has just tasted awful. I've called it toad water and pond water. Like I tasted it very early on. I I sometimes think I got reverse COVID y'all. Like I think that my taste buds and smells are enhanced since the past few years. Um, I don't think I've ever even had COVID at all, but maybe the, I don't know, maybe the vaccine gave me some extra spidey senses or something like that. But I, I tasted it even a day or two before uh, the rest of my family did. And it just makes the the whole bathroom smell when you take a shower, like that water, it's, I don't know if musty is the right word or, but it definitely smells like you've been in the green algae filled pond. They, they have tested it. They being the experts, which makes me realize as an elected official how reliant we are on the bureaucracy, how reliant we are on the experts and, and to, to, to make sure they're telling us the right thing. Um, I have been relaying that our water is safe. I believe that it is, but we definitely got bottled water just because it tastes nasty. I guess I'm soft. Um, I think it's actually starting to get a little bit better, so I'm, I'm hopeful. The, the ex- explanation was that rivers turn over this time of year. I guess they, they may also have had a carbon filter that was out. I don't doubt that rivers turn over and that's actually something that I would want to study more and find out what's going on with that. Cause that's interesting to me, but I don't remember this ever happening before with our, with our water. I, I just briefly Googled Dahmer just to recall, because I tell all the, I mean, the high school kids are watching this Netflix documentary. I don't have Netflix. I got all the other streaming services, but I don't have Netflix. I have not watched any of it. Um, but I, I Googled it just because I told him like, I, I lived through this and I just wanted to check the dates and, and I wasn't wrong, but, it, but wow, like what I know that like true crime and all that are huge, huge things now. And now serial killers and I guess there's always been a fascination, but man, what? I don't know. The next one is SCOTUS cases coming up or Supreme Court of the United States. SCOTUS cases coming up. And I was curious because I do teach AP government and civics and I wanted to find out what's on the docket for this time. And there are some big cases. 
I don't want to get into it too much here, but some some huge cases in terms of how much control do states have over elections. That one is brought to you by Cleveland County Zone, Tim Moore, um, who is the Speaker of the House of North Carolina. This independent legislator theory, legislative theory kind of says that judicial branch and, and really no one has any say so over how elections are run or maybe even what slate of electors are sent to the electoral college. And so, you you know, if this goes in favor of more, then you're going to see a lot of a lot of entrenched power by conservatives in conservative states. But I'm sure no doubt liberals in liberal states. Um, but definitely a, a, it will be a huge change in our federalism and, and our federalist society. But um, there are a couple of other ones about about civil rights and what do I have to make? You know, do I have to design a website for people who are uh, engaged in same sex marriage? Like, do I, how, how does my freedom of religion go with your 14th Amendment right to equal protection under the law? Those types of things are coming up as well. Um, a couple of redistricting cases about how race is involved. And so some some definitely, you know, some uh, impactful cases for sure that are by the Supreme Court, by the new Supreme Court. Uh, staying kind of in that political lane just for a little bit. I did look up Biden vaccination, Ian, because, of course, the 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 memes and the and the, the sound bites that came out right before Ian and right after Ian devastated Florida was a clip of Joe Biden, President Biden, saying that, you know, the best way to prepare for a hurricane is to get vaccinated. And of course, conservatives took that and ran with it and were like, oh, yeah, that's all we need to do. And, you know, there were pictures of people standing in the destruction saying, oh, but I got my vaccination, so I'm good. You know, it's that kind of whatever, you know, that kind of sarcastic memory. Um, it, and I, in my gut, I was like, this can't be quite exactly. I know Joe is old and says some things sometimes, but so I just, it was a very quick Google search, a very quick Google search to find out that when President Biden said that was last summer when we were in the uh, the height of the Omicron and we had 2,000 people dying a day and all that kind of stuff at the beginning of hurricane season last summer, 2021, where he said a good thing to do would be to get vaccinated because if you end up having to stay in a shelter, that would be one less thing that you would have to worry about is dealing with COVID and all that kind of stuff, which you can kind of understand in context. But when that's taken out of context, but, but I had students that were just like, they, oh man. And then it gives these people, it gives these students and people who believe this kind of stuff, this sense of power, the sense of superiority. Like, how could you be so stupid and say something like that, Joe Biden? And I know it goes both ways, but the conservatives are really good at making these memes. Um, another one and kind of related, but not exactly the same. Of course, Joe Biden issued a pardon that would pardon all people who are in federal prison for simple possession of marijuana. And um, I had to look it up because my, my kids in a different class come up to me, hey, did you see President Biden legalize weed? And I'm like, no, not, nope, that's not what happened. And so I did look it up and it only impacts, I shouldn't say only, it impacts 6,500 people. Um, presidential pardons only apply to federal crimes. They do not apply to state crimes, although President Biden did urge state governors to follow through with a similar pardon. Um, it, it, 
it made me look up the temptation of Jesus. And I don't know if this kind of seems where it doesn't fit right here, but I, I just wanted to be sure because memes are something that I think, I don't know, maybe this has always been a thing, but it's just so prevalent now. But just taking things out of context, making it into a short soundbite where there is truth to it. Joe Biden did say that about vaccinations. He did say it. It just was last year. He did say it about hurricanes. But he didn't say it right during in the midst of Ian making landfall. And it does remind me of the Satan, the accuser, the devil, you know, using scripture to try to tempt Jesus. The things that the Satan was saying was lifted from the scripture, was lifted from the text, like he was quoting it, but it was out of context. And so does that make memes devilry? Hmm, maybe. Okay, moving on. But moving on and and maybe into a little bit more of heaviness and then we'll we'll land it with a little bit of fun. But I did look up NC school report cards because, you know, the school that I teach at, we're number one in the county with test scores and that's great. And our students' growth scores are really good and that's great too. I don't want to discount all of that kind of stuff, but what's the goal here? Like, what are we talking about? Because if you look at a different measure, then we're less than half of our students who are reading, you know, proficient. Uh, reading proficiently, you know, we are, we are less than half who are marked proficient. That's the score, the scale on these, on these state tests and they aren't literate. Like they are picking up and running with these memes, which I don't doubt is most people in the country, but what's our goalpost here? What, what should we celebrate in terms of achievements with test scores and And what should we be aiming for with the different groups and levels of students that come through our classrooms? Anyway, that's just something I'm really thinking about. I've not come to any conclusions. So when you do, that'd be great. I I looked up the number of ants in the world. And it's estimated to be 20 quadrillion. And that is... Wow, that's is it it might be terrifying. But I think it's one person for every oh I forget what the ratio of ants to, to individuals are. I mean there's there's three what six billion people, seven, eight billion people in the world, and twenty quadrillion ants. I looked up Madison Lizzo flute because people get mad about stuff. And I just had to find out what this was about. I didn't spend much time there. I really don't care. I really don't care. But it's fascinating to me how many people do care on both sides. Um, whatever. How you feeling? Feeling good. Oh. Um, I looked up Kings Mountain football. I was doing that last night because uh, I'm the announcer for the football games. And, and there was a big game between Kings Mountain and South Point who are in our conference and and would have a lot of implications for who's going to win the conference championship. But I, I have to say my team won last night and they won 73 to six. We scored on all but one of our possessions. And that was just because we, we dropped a pass that we shouldn't have dropped. And 
You know, when you get up by 42 in high school football in North Carolina, the clock just runs. They don't, you don't stop it for out of bounds or anything like that. And, and we got to the end of the game and most of our second stringers are in. And, you know, one of the players that never gets in, a little guy, he got in and the crowd was going wild. And it was great. Like they hoisted him up on the shoulders after the end of the game. I mean, just a beautiful moment, a moment that kid will remember forever. So I don't want to like take away from all of the things that happened. I don't want to take away from it, but like our team rushed with time running out 10 seconds, you know, we're up 67 to six. All we have to do is not do anything and let the clock run out and it'd be 67 to six. And then you shake hands and you move on. But we rushed with time running out and we scored a touchdown as time ran out to make it 73 to six. And uh, I don't know about that, y'all. I was definitely disappointed. I'm not a fan of of that kind. You know, I, I know there are records to be set, and I know they're high school kids, and I know all that kind of stuff, but, mm, yeah, I didn't like it. I looked up make my own calendar because I was trying to make a calendar of all the pictures that I take through the months down at the river, but I didn't find a good cheap one. Like, I was going to try to sell some of them so that I could raise some money for the Greenway, but I don't know if you're willing to pay $20 for a calendar, and I don't know. So if anybody knows a good make-your-own-calendar for a little bit cheaper that that I could use to sell, again, not to make profit for me, but to give the proceeds to the Greenway. And uh, here we are at the grand finale that I don't think I could build up too much. But we are in school yesterday. And about 11 o'clock, it was on a Friday, about 11 o'clock right before lunch period, the, the PA comes on, you know, please excuse this announcement. Please pardon the interruption. Uh, please listen to the following announcements. We wanted to let y'all know that the rectangular pizza will be back in the lunchroom today. Now, I don't know if that's something that Michelle Obama tried to get rid of. Of course, all the high school kids are not fans of Michelle Obama because they took all the tasty food away or whatever. But these kids, they went wild. They were ready. I mean, the adults. The person making this announcement had so much joy in her voice to be able to let everyone know that we had the rectangular pizza coming back. Do y'all remember this stuff from like third grade? Same stuff. And I'm not kidding you. That same day in my third period class, who is the class that goes to lunch, a kid was in trouble. Like he got in trouble and he was mad and he had his head down and that's fine. And they're not supposed to have their phones out, but they're pretty good at getting them out without people noticing and all that kind of stuff. And I mean, come on. But anyway, um, the kid threw a folded up piece of paper through the through the aisleway to another person's desk. And I was just like, wow, we are this is throwback flashback Friday for sure. We are so excited, just thrilled to have the rectangular pizza back. And this is old school passing notes. Like this is not text me or snap me or any of this kind of stuff. This is a folded up piece of paper. Let me try to throw it into the floor without the teacher seeing the other person picking it up. Oh man, it was a beautiful thing. I didn't even take the note. Like I was so glad that there was old school passing notes going on that I just let it ride. Anyway, y'all. Um, I did one more search. There's one more search on there because uh, I, I was trying to think of a caption to put on some pictures from tennis this past week. And and, and I, I knew that this phrase, blessed and lucky, 
I knew I'd heard it in a song before and, and I did, uh, I did find it. And it's from, it's from 10,000 Maniacs. I, I love Natalie Merchant so much. I love the 10,000 Maniacs, um, the unplugged album in particular. And it opens up with, with these are days and that phrase blessed and lucky is in there. And I just, I just am like, you know, my son is singing and playing disc golf in Kentucky and he's getting his, his work done, but he's, you know, he's understanding what college is about by, by running late and, and waiting till the last minute to do some stuff and staying up all night and forgetting to do his laundry and, and struggling to remember what kind of deodorant he, he buys and when he went to buy it for himself. And, and now he's home and, and, and going to the fair and we'll go see him tonight when, when we'll have a big fire. And my, my daughter is just acing almost every single test at school, but learning that the pressure of studying and making a hundreds on everything is not what's really real, but that learning is what's important. You know, she, she, she doesn't get so um, caught up in making sure that she's studying all the time, but is living, you know, and playing tennis. And we, I mean, she played the one seed all year long and so got smacked.